Welcome to Cat Chat. Happy, happy Wednesday, everyone. Wednesday. Is it Wednesday? It is Wednesday. Happy, happy Wednesday. We're Cat Chat Live, the final Cat Chat of 2022. So we got some fun things to talk about. We're going to get in, get out, and so we can watch France and Mbappe. Um, World Cup. It's been the greatest month uh, of our lives in soccer. So, um, but yeah, so this is uh, Cap Chat Live. We're going to be joined. We're going to chat with Lamar. Just won the Division 2 National Championship of New Mexico Rush alumni. Um, so we're going to chat with him. His mom is officially the best Rush mom. Uh, has been for quite some time. And so she, she continues to be the best Rush mom. So we Cap Chat. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Uh, before we get into it, uh, interesting news from the Tomlinson household. Um, he has grabbed the ugliest cat in the world. Uh, it has been a fun couple weeks of a week of picking on him. So Tyler, you can tell the story, but Tyler went to Tampa, came home to a hairless cat, um, you, you, and you got him with you. Don't look in his eyes, everyone. <laughs> it's so ugly, it's cute. I give you. He's got his nice uh, long sleeve sweater on today for the podcast. He dressed up. What's his name? Zuko. Zuko. Now, do you, do you have to keep a sweater on him in the winter? Is that like? Like, yeah, yeah, you're supposed to. <laughs> yep. They get, you know, the dude's naked, you know, so. <laughs> oh, man. It has been fun with the cat. So don't look in his eyes. He'll steal your soul. Um, <laughs> it's been a lot of memes going back and forth. It has made my week. Um, between that and the World Cup, it's been the greatest week ever um, of the ugliest cat. So, um Thank you for sharing that, Tyler. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Anything for the show. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was going to have some big news. Is, is I got a new new chair finally, but I couldn't get it put together in enough time. So I don't get to show off my chair. It'll be like the, the 2023 crazy. new chair. Um, so we had, we had the IRC International Rush Cup and, uh, you know, had a chance to talk with Charlie Davies uh, and, you know, former U.S. national team player. Tyler, what was your big takeaway um, from Charlie Davies. What, what was your thoughts on there? Well, I mean, I, I wasn't expecting to be so inspired going into the talk, uh, but I, I left inspired. <clears throat> and so I think that speaks a lot to his character uh, and his story and to all that he's been through um, and the passion that he attacks life with, Yeah. Um, no matter the situation. Um, and I think that that was really... Um, inspiring for me to hear, you know, how he goes about each day and, and coming back from things and, and still being successful in everything that he does. So, uh, you know, it was really good to, to hear that and, and have him speak to the kids. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be posting that soon. Um, yeah, it was, I'm with you, Tyler. It was incredible. His story was, was, was incredible. And, um, what I do want to say, if you don't know his story, and it will be, we'll post it. Um, but 
uh, you know, and Lamar, I'm not sure if you know his story, but 2009, he was kind of the up and coming guy in, in U.S. men's soccer. Um, got in a car wreck and lacerated bladder, fractured right tibia and femur, fractured elbow, multiple fra- facial fractures, bleeding of the brain. Um, you know, he woke up thinking he was on, in, in Honduras still. Um, had 36 staples in his stomach. Absolutely just craziness. Um, beat cancer, beat twins being born, I, I think, like a month, prema- two months premature. It's just a crazy story. And you're right, it was it was, it was fascinating because I think we all have those moments of like, this is the worst thing ever. And you're like, is it like, have you ever had a lacerated bladder? Like that, like my, my, my little, my little pinky sprain kind of goes away when you start talking about that. So yeah, it was good, man. I, I, I thought it was really good. So, um, it was a, it was a fun time in Tampa first kind of international rush cup. And, um, we're, we'll ask kind of Lamar's feelings on, on rush select. I know he went through that, but, um, so yeah, that was, so I, I thought that was, that was, that was, I really enjoyed that. I'm with you, Tyler, on that. It was, um, one of the, one of the, one of the coolest people I've talked to. So, um, let's say I hi to Ruthie here real fast. As a one man wolf pack and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. Thanks Ruthie for that wonderful introduction. Lamar, yeah, you're, so- you're impressed by how legit we are, aren't you Lamar? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I see the look on Lamar's face. That's a fan favorite, that intro. Um, <laughs> what do we got? Yeah. So the trend that that's, it's a good trend, I think for, for players to latch onto, uh, and I'll give a little bit of help with it, but a lot of times through the recruitment process, uh, and maybe it happens a little bit more on the, on the girl's side rather than the boy's side, just because of the timing of things. Um, but when you do get, uh, an, a scholarship offer, um, whether it be verbal or uh, official or in an email or whatever it might be from a coach. Um, I think what's important is that you ask for a breakdown, right? So uh, a coach could offer you $12,000 scholarship, but the school total cost is $50,000. Yeah. Right. So is that a good, is that the right fit for you? Oh man, we got a scholarship. Let's just, Let's just hop on that and commit to that school, not without doing your research, right? Make sure you get a breakdown from the coach to make sure you understand everything that's going to cost. I think that's going to be – we're kind of in that trend right now where FAFSAs are going through. So packages right now for most colleges, Josh, are starting to go out. So you don't have to worry about it as much as this time of year uh, unless you're a junior, right? And then you obviously do. So asking for breakdowns is okay. But on your side, what can you do as a, as a recruit? You can go check out the total costs of the college. So you may not even have to ask that question, right? Um, and you may not understand the financial aid of things either. So those are okay questions to ask in the process. Are, are colleges, do they have to give you a breakdown? Like, is that, is that an easy question? Is that an easy answer for, for a coach to, to give you? Or is that a... It, uh, it is a little work for the coach. Uh, and if they're not willing to do that little work for you after they offered you, that you probably shouldn't go there. Yeah, uh, that's fair. Um, that's valid. And, and, and even then, the coach can be honest and and, and say this is an estimate. I don't, yeah. I, you know, you won't fully know until your financial aid package is 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 given to you by the institution. But 
you know, uh, that that's not a, it shouldn't be that tough of a job if you're really interested in that kid coming yeah. to play for you. I think, I think you said the, the thing, I don't know, if, you know, players understand is that the, the academic package can't be officially finalized until they get your final transcripts. Right. Right. In most, in a lot of cases, that's true. Um, but most of the time that senior year, you know, there's not going to be a lot of fluctuation from first to second semester in grades. Yeah. You might be talking about a thousand dollars difference here or there. And that's about it. But at least gives you a range of, because I mean, you yeah. can still say, "Hey, if you get up to a, you're set at a three five right now, but if you, you know, if you get a three six, you get extra thousand dollars, so that will be, um, yeah, okay. yeah." In ACT SAT scores, if you hit a different range, that could increase your scholarship too. So, yeah, knowing that before you know things are wrapped up in April or May is is important. So you don't get sticker shock and okay, right. So out-of-pocket expense is, is, is important, you know, and that's about, you know, I think I've told this story before is, is when, when I was at University of Missouri, St. Louis, and, and we, we were, we were, we were a state school, so we were affordable, you know, um, 16,000 or something. And, and uh, we'd compete against a, a school in the same conference in, in same city. And, you know, they were 40,000 a year, you know, so we, we get a kid $10,000 is out of pocket it was only six. And then, but they'd go, well, School over here gave me twenty thousand dollars, forty thousand dollars, but they gave me twenty. I, I said I can't physically give you twenty thousand dollars because I can't. You can't walk away with money in your pocket, you know. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a valid that's a that's a valid point there, Tyler. That's a good one. That's a good one to end the year, and um, we'll we'll get some insight here. Um, I do gotta you gotta talk about the. Uh, I do got to talk about the uh, convention coming up. The 2023 United Soccer Coast Convention is coming up fast. Do not want to miss it. It is the largest gathering of soccer coaches, administrators, and fans in the world. It's coming to Philadelphia. We will be on podcast row, studying there. Um, and then this convention, you can attend sessions crafted with your coaching level and desired topics. Uh, over 200 lecture uh, sessions, field demonstrations. We have multiple rush coaches and staff will be running, be doing sessions and panels there. But visit UnitedSoccerCoachesConvention.org to register, and we'll be sitting on podcast row again because that's what we like to do. So that is the United Soccer Coaches Convention in Philadelphia coming up real shortly. Um, but let's let's bring on the the coolest guy in the room here. Um, so we want to talk to Lamar here. A little clappy clap. Yeah. There you go. So I'll give you a little history of Lamar. Um, just won Division Two National Championship for Colorado State Pueblo. Won a national championship, which is few and far between. 2022 First Team All-Conference, 2021 Freshman Player of the Year, 2022 All-American, and also was a 5A High School State Championship winner. So uh, the guy just just reigns championships and also a New Mexico Rush uh, alumni, Rush Select alumni, and uh, son of the best Rush mom uh, ever. So um, that's just uh, Lamar Byam. How's that for an introduction, my friend? Uh, it's good. I just have to correct one thing. We uh, we lost the national final. We lo- we lost the national final this year. 
So in in a sense, I, I would much rather win it. But in a sense, I feel like it's going to do a lot better for me going forward that we lost. Personally. Huh? Well, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. Good, good. <laughs> I thought you won. I wish. I it still feels like we could play it tomorrow. But. Yeah. So, well, let's talk about that game then. So, um, yeah. So, tell, tell us about the experience and that process, and 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 being in the, I mean, still being the the national championship there. So, um, what what do you talk talk about that? Well, the whole the whole experience, even bringing it back to my freshman year last year, was it's been surreal. I didn't know Pueblo was a school. And I've lived four hours away from it my whole life, had no idea it was a school, and then committed to the school very last minute, a month, uh, like late June 2021, started preseason in August, super last minute, wasn't expecting much of anything. And then the school historically hasn't, we've always been middle of the table, bottom of the conference, haven't, haven't done anything. And then last year, my freshman year, it was the first time we ever made the conference final in school history, the first time we ever appeared in NCAA tournament. And then this past season, we made last year look like a fluke of how, how well we did this year, you know, going to the national title game, winning the region, uh, went to the conference final again. So, I mean, this whole experience has been it's been really surreal and super amazing. And it, it just goes to show you that, you know, everyone's path is different. Cause my senior year was during COVID. So I didn't have the, mm. I didn't have all the exposure in the world. Didn't have, you know, the showcases every single weekend I was just locked in my house. So it just shows that, you know, as long as you, you bet on yourself, you train, you do the right things. Like it, it doesn't matter where you go. You can make any program successful. So a quick fact. Well, maybe I got my facts wrong. Now I'm kind of nervous here on, on, on spitting facts out, making make stuff up. And, and I'll kind of get back to your recruitment journey. But um, we actually saw that there was between both teams, there were 67 players, 30 on one roster, 37 on the other, uh, and only nine U.S.-born players. You were obviously one of them. Um, that, And then I think, only, what did you say, Tyler, only four hit the field, four American players at the field. And they yeah. were all four of them were on our team as well. Yeah. So what is that like? The landscape has drastically changed in the men's game um, with internationals and not a negative, not a just kind of, it is what it is. What does that look like from being U.S., being from New Mexico and competing against the, this a, a, a plethora of international players? Um you know, what, what is that? Is that different for you? What's that experience like? Um, I would say, I would say it's a positive experience because it's kind of like, it's kind of like if you compare the U S men's national team now in this last world cup, like, yeah, they got out of group stage, which was important, but you know, first round against, you know, the Netherlands who aren't even the, you know, one of the top five, top 10 teams in the world, like they got beat pretty comfortably. So it kind of, kind of puts a level back into the college game. Like, yeah, you can be the best here in America when you go to your high school and stuff like that. But even at the division two level, like there, like there's, there's really good players. Like we played against the national player of the year. Who's now going to the MLS combine, you know, a bunch of internationals from Spain who, you know, didn't make a pro team out there. So they're coming over here when they're 21, 22 years old. Whereas if you take, you know, a 19 year old like me, like, you know, in America, like it just, 
for me, I look at it as a positive because you, you test yourself. I mean, why wouldn't you want to test yourself against the best, in my opinion? Like, so if you have players from, you know, we have a lot of kids from uh, Europe and South America on my team. So it's just getting the different perspective, different worldviews, different cultures. And overall, it's I, I take it nothing but a blessing. Was that was that a turnaround? Do you think for your your college's team in the last two years did, was there more of an influx of international talent as maybe a, a a change for the success that that you've had, or was there always you know the international players on the team? Um, from what I heard, there was a couple international players, but our head coach now Oliver Twelve Trees took over during that COVID year. So we had that first semester of just, you know, COVID and that was his first year technically. And then when I came in as a freshman, that was our first official season. So he brought in, he brought in a couple, but it was mainly the main group who was there. And then this year we added a little bit more diversity from South America, but from the teams that we've been playing all year, even here in Colorado, when we traveled, there's, there's a really good mix of international and American players and, most most dominantly international players from wherever. Yeah, Josh and I. When we we were talking to a, a high school you know club coach uh, last night, and and he was surprised. Uh, he was surprised that um, you know at these different levels there were so many international players, and and you know I think it. it I don't, I thought that was maybe more well known um, that that it is becoming more normal that the college game for the men's side, especially in America, is becoming a global game. Um, but it's it's still relatively unknown, I think, for a lot of high school coaches and club coaches out there. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, you know, for sure, it it it, it just like said changed the landscape. And um, L- Lamar, do you on those players? Are, are you do you notice quickly the different styles of plays with the different countries they're from? Like oh it, yes, it, sir. Oh yes, sir. One hundred percent. Whereas, you know, you have certain players from Europe who's just kind of like, you know, take one touch, smash it down the channel, pick up the seconds, you know, hit the guy, and then you know you got the player from South America who's you know, like, you know, let's keep it a little bit tiki taka, do all that. So, like, we had a good as a as a team of cohesive. We had a good group this year. We're able to blend in everyone's personalities, everyone's strengths, cover up each other's weaknesses, and that's honestly why why I think we went so far. And then it's good from a player's perspective because then you can you do you do things better than some other players. So you can try. You ask them, you know, oh, how hey, how'd you do this? How'd you do this? So then you learn from that player. Then you know they may not be as good as you in another area. So then you help them, and then they help you, and it just it's a cycle of evolving, just getting that little bit better every day and in whichever way possible. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. Um, well, let, let's talk. I know you said you went to CSU late um, and, you know, COVID affected a lot of that. But w- what was kind of your recruitment process, maybe even before COVID um, and kind of your journey, you know, through Rush and then ultimately why, why did you choose, you know, Pueblo? Uh, well, I'll start with Rush. So I joined Rush when I was five years old. Um, my, uh, my coach at the time was my grandpa's college uh, roommate. So there was the story and they just basically walked out to the field. My grandpa called them and was like, hey, my grandson, you know, just wants to play, wants to play. And I kid you not, I went out there and I was terrible. Wasn't, wasn't good. <laughs> 
my parents said I was all right, but I was a little scrawny kid. I had a buzz cut. I just, nah, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. And then what's the time out. What's the buzz cut have to do anything with, with like, like, are you better now that you're, he you're loves his locks now. He's, yeah, just, he's yeah. just reflecting in it and, and how he was so different at five years I, old. I, I can't go back to the buzz cut. My parents forced me to have that hair. That's why I keep it long. That's why I keep it extravagant because I ain't never going back. I can't go back. Sorry, go ahead. So buzz cut, five years old, not very good, New Mexico. <laughs> and then I just continued to just play, work. I didn't really take it like that seriously. I was just playing for fun, playing with my friends every single day. And then it got to like my freshman year in high school. And then all my teammates made varsity at their school while I made JV. And then I was like, hold on. Because in my head, you know, I was I was messy. Like in my head, I thought I was the best. So yeah. then when, you know, it wasn't showed and I was like, okay, well, what do I have to do? Like, then I started actually, you know, like training with a purpose, working, doing all this other stuff. And then when it came time for COVID and the recruitment process, uh, I started it a little bit my junior year before COVID. I went to PDT with Rush Select and a couple other tournaments. And other than that, I honestly, I wasn't even going to play. I'll be honest, I wasn't even going to play college. I was just going to stay at home, uh, just stay in my comfort zone, stay with my friends, go to college, you know, just get a standard degree. And then I was just thinking one night and I was like, well, you know, what's the like, what are the pros and cons? I was weighing everything. And then I was like, well, I, I at least owe it to myself first and foremost. And I owe it to my family to at least give it a shot, like yeah. reach out hear things, blah, blah, blah. And then I would reach out to these schools and everything during that time was, okay, you're a good player, but we have this many players in your position. We only have this much money available and I needed help financially. And it was, it was kind of the same thing you guys were talking about earlier. Like you get a $40,000 offer from a school, but the school's 80 K. So it's like, you know, it's not that much at the end of the day. So wasn't yeah wasn't gonna play went through the fall of 2020 spring of 2021 wasn't gonna play then I joined our academy team USL academy team in New Mexico and our um the coach there he was like hey I know I know a guy who just took over at Pueblo and then Justin Sells as well the New Mexico rush uh director he knew he knew the same guy too so I asked him about him and he was like yeah he's a good guy you know, you could do it. And then went up there for a visit late June. Coach said he really liked me. Hadn't even seen me play, just film and stuff. Gave me my best offer financially and stuff that worked. And, you know, took a chance on me. When I had longer hair, looked better last year. <laughs> it looked, looked a bit better. But then, yeah, I took a chance on me. And then, you know, it all paid out. So I'm thankful to God that I never – I didn't stop when I thought I did. So. Yeah. That's awesome. And now, and you went on a couple like official visits, right? Like I think you talked to Pacific up in Seattle. Am I thinking? This yeah. Time. So you and so you went on a couple official visits. How was how that? Like, what's that? Because I don't think every kid gets the official visit treatment like you got. So, you know, I would I would say just I would say just soak it all in. Like I was, you got to know. Go for the experience, but at the same time, you got to know personally what you want. If you want, if you just want to go to the school with the best name, go to that. If you need the best financial offer, do that. If you want to sit for a year 
and then play the next year, like, or if you want to play right away. So you just got to weigh your options. And then when you go, just play. Did we lose audio? Oh, he's back. Yeah. Sorry, I was getting I was getting a call. I think. Oh. <laughs> no, you're good. Yeah, I, I didn't know if it was me. I was like, do we? No. Um. So what was it that? So I mean, I, I, you you obviously had a lot of interest. I know you went through Rush Select and and um. What was it that like triggered it? What do you like about like what was your final decision for for Colorado State Rebel? Like what was what do you like about it? Um, I know that you, you obviously have the, probably the best offer, but what what other factors went into that decision of why you chose CSU? It was the initial culture of the coach and the team when I first got in there. When I got into the locker room, it was before one of their games, so um, everyone was everyone was vibrant. Everyone was excited. People looked like they were happy to be there. Because I don't know if you guys have been to Pueblo, Colorado, but there's uh, there's not mm-hmm. much here, location wise. <laughs> so you yeah. gotta you know you gotta lock in. But everyone seemed excited to be there. Coach came in. He had a real clear agenda of what they were gonna do on the day, what their goals were, and they they all moved with the same purpose. So I think that part really really attracted me. And to my own personal approach to college was. I didn't care where I ended up because I knew personally I could be successful anywhere. I just, I just have that self-belief in myself. So when I came in, I saw the culture and I saw like, this would be a group that can help me achieve my goals and I can help them achieve their goals. That really sealed the deal for it, tied it up. And then now we're there. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's, uh, and so you don't regret, you don't regret it. At all, obviously. Oh no, sir, one hundred percent. If I could do COVID again, same process, do exactly what I did, I I wouldn't change a thing. Now you went from a a forward to a defender, right? Am yes, I getting sir. this? Okay, so and I, and I think we, I know I see that transition a lot, and and you know, and Tyler's once said, you know, you're an outside player, you're probably in the center of the park player, but. I, and I see this transition a lot from a forward to defender. Like in a, you become like an outside back. Um, but what was that transition like? Did you know going into it you're going to put your defender? Or um, I just got there on the first day of preseason. Started training. We played our first game against Air Force, and then I was playing. I was playing center mid at the time because that's what I did predominantly for rush. And coach just came up to me and we had, we had really, we had some really good center mids my freshman year. I still think I could have played there, but he just asked me, he was like, have you, um, have you ever played right back before? And I told him honest, I was like, no coach, never in my life, but you know, I, I know how to play. I know what I can do. And then I was just like, I could try. And then that first game, he started me there, played full 90 and then didn't look back. Wow. So I have, I have no complaints about it. That's awesome. I mean, and ultimately, you just want to be on the field and, and do what's what's helping. Um, was that a tough transition? Um, I wouldn't I wouldn't say so, just because um, just because I watched a lot of the game, so I knew kind of just how to operate it. Of course, you have to look the logistics of you know holding the line and sliding up, but that stuff I feel like you can you can learn like on the, on the go, but yeah. in terms of the soccer IQ, I feel like I understood it pretty well 
pretty well from the beginning. And then coach helped me clean up a lot of stuff like tactically and stuff. So, I mean, I'm not complaining. I think that's a good, good position for me. Yeah, obviously. I mean, you, you, you one of the few Americans that, that played the entire game in the national championship there. So, um, What is what's your biggest advice you could give someone going through the recruitment process right now? Uh, I would say just don't lose faith. Yeah, the right school, the right school will find you. You'll find the right school, and just wherever you go, just kind of what I touched on earlier. Just have that self belief that you're the best player. Even if you come in and you're the you know skinniest freshman, you gotta if you believe you will become the best player and you actually put the actions towards achieving that you'll succeed yeah. wherever you go. And then any coach, uh, any coach worth two cents will put you on the field. If you're going to help them win, cause that's everyone's, everyone's motive, everyone's philosophy to be most successful. So, I mean, if you can help the coach, help the program do that, you'll play and then everyone's, everyone's time will come. Yeah. And, and do you, do you feel like you went, so when you step, you talked about the, the culture at, at Pueblo, did you, did you know pretty quick? Cause I know you went on some visits, but, when you when you left there, you got around that environment, the locker room. Was it kind of clicked? Like this is where I want to be. Like it just clicked for you, um, or did you go back and put a lot of thought into it? Or um, I put a lot. I did put a lot of thought into it because at that point in my recruiting process, it was already uh, early summer. So wherever I went, I would have to make a decision soon. So then I was just. I remember I was eating barbecue with my uh, parents, and we were just there. I was talking about it. And they said they they told me the same thing that I just told you, like wherever wherever you go, you know, you'll be successful. It's just where do you feel feel most comfortable? And then Pueblo just Pueblo stuck out to me. Pueblo was the place, the coach that and it helped, too, that he gave me an offer without seeing me play just purely off recommendation and what he's seen on a highlight video. So I don't know how much belief he had in me that I do the things that I do in two years, but. We'll, we'll we'll say that you know he knew it from the start, but I have a good relationship with Coach Twelve Trees, and you know he's been nothing but helpful with me through this whole whole entire process. So that's awesome, Tyler. What do you got? I've been hogging this one. I've just been fascinated. But what, no, what I, you got? I, I, that's it's been really interesting to to hear the story and everything. Uh, yeah, I, I think a question I would have is like a lot of a lot of students, um, maybe more. Because you're a sophomore, you said, going to be a junior? Yes, sir. Yeah. I know maybe it was a little tougher even more for those juniors that are going to be seniors, right? That was like a, the 2020 class. Um, but for a lot of those students, you know, they, they felt kind of slighted in that recruitment process. Um, and, and obviously, you know, one of the big things about the college trends right now are, are, are players leaving their college, Right. What advice do you have to maybe fellow college athletes um, when it comes to, you know, rooting yourself and, and trying to make the best of the situation that you're in? Because it seems like you've done that. And I, and I really like your story from that perspective, um, you know, that you're putting in the work and, and reaping the benefits of where you are and accepting that and being really good in the, in the environment. But a lot of kids aren't doing that, as we know. So what advice do you have in that sense? 
Uh, well, personally, I am, I'm also on the transfer portal as well. So I can, I can relate to that and know where, where that's coming from. And um, all I would say is you're just, you're, you're dealt the hands you're dealt with. You can choose to either, you can either choose to moan about it and just complain for better cards or, you know, you can try and make it work. Like, that's just how I've always looked at it through my parents and through myself. It's just like, no matter, no matter what you do, you can, there's always a positive reaction to it and there's a negative reaction to it. Like I definitely could have came into Pueblo and just been like, oh, uh, I didn't get the, you know, the Wake Forest offer I wanted. Oh, I didn't get the Duke offer, whatever the case may be. Or you can look at it, buckle down and be like, you know what, I'm here for a reason. Um, Everyone else is here for a reason. I think you got a phone call again. <laughs> He's popular. Yeah. I think it was, was that your, whose doorbell was going off? Was that you, Tyler? No. Well, he had great, he had fantastic answers and, um, yeah, good questions. And like I said, he's, uh, I'm embarrassed that, you know, Got got some of the stats wrong, you know. I tried to do my research and look what look what happened. So she just w- winged it. There, <laughs> Maybe you're so. the wrong team. I'm, I'm yeah. sorry. I just, no, I just, oh, you're good. You. You're good, man. Hey, so you said so you're on the transfer portal. Yes, sir. And and, and so, did you? You said and talk to your coach. I'm assuming. Yes, sir. Because if not, he's probably going to hear it. But um, <laughs> so talk about. I guess if you don't mind, I mean, what is that? I don't necessarily do the reads, but so how did that conversation go with, with your coach? Like, what if you don't get, if you don't find a different fit or, you know, what's the, hey, how'd that conversation go and how would you suggest handling that? Um, my, well, the conversation, it went, it went really well. He was really supportive. He understood my decision. Um, he knows that, like, you know, I'm a quality player, that I'm a skilled player. So he even said coming into my freshman year that not a lot of coaches will tell you that he is he's really well connected and he can help you move on to that next level if that's your that's your choosing. He just told me as a freshman that I got to come in and prove myself first at this level. So after the two years, he and I both felt like I've done that. So he was, you know, more than supportive on helping me on the portal. He's emailed a couple of his coaching buddies about me and He's been, you know, no complaints at all, nothing but supportive. Not every not every conversation goes as well as that, but I told him the reason behind it. It was just um, – it's just not – it's for me just not getting comfortable. It's trying to find another challenge, trying to motivate myself to go beyond, beyond what I'm at right now because here at Pueblo we, um, we lost in the conference final twice and then the national final once. So it was like this. It wasn't an easy decision because, you know, all my all my friends are here. I wanted to come back, run it back with them, you know, try to run the table and win everything. But it was just a decision I talked to my family about. And it's just a matter of, you know, searching for a new challenge and a new experience. Hmm. That's a really that's a really good answer. But I have to assume that conversation went so well. Um, you know, you handle it well and you're well. I mean, you I mean, just really kind of all around good good kid, but um, you probably went into it respectfully, and, and um, like you said, I'm sure a lot of conversations don't go that way. And I know Tyler's had a few not go that way, and um, I've been on that end too. So um, 
That's cool, well, man. He, I, he appreciated that I did um, everything kind of by the book. Yeah. And I told him at the beginning of the year that um, I wouldn't make a decision till after after our season. Like, I was completely focused on our goals this year as a team up until that final whistle in Seattle when we lost. Like, so I can truly tell you up until that point, I, I hadn't thought about the decision. I was just focused on doing it. And the only, I think the reason why it went so well is just because I, you know, came in every day with an attitude of trying to be successful, trying to help him win, trying to help the team win and just do everything for one another. So when I combine that with, you know, the good grades, not the 4.0 good grades, but no, they're, they're good. They, they, they good enough, <laughs> but um, combine that with the grades, the attitude and, you know, this personal and team success, he, you know, he, he's not one to hold the player back, not to do anything. So I thank him for it. But I think this goes a lot and I'll let Tyler have the final word here. And um, I think it goes a lot. You're just, there's a lack of good people, you know, and I think I've told boys this a lot. It's like, there's a lot of good soccer players, but there's a lack of good people and you're just a good, you're just a quality person. Your character's good. And, and um, it shows that you do the right things and you treat people nice and you, you're respectful and you good grades and cool hair and um, it, it, it works out for you. I mean, and, and the coaches respect that and they're willing to help you and um, I think that's awesome. I think it's very commendable for you. And so uh, it goes, it, it shows a lot just being, having good character, how much it helps you in life. So Tyler, final word coming at you when we listen to Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Big thanks to Lamar. Um, loved his story. You know, five years old with the buzz cut all the way up to all American in college is, is quite a, is quite a journey. Um, and, and, you know, one that we're proud of at the rush family and, and obviously, you know, with Lamar's family as well, uh, being very proud of all the things that he's accomplished. And it sounds like he set out to do more. And so maybe this won't be the last time we check in with him here on Cap Chat. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll see you guys in um, Philadelphia because I'm going. I'm ahead up there because that's where they're having the the All American ceremony. Yeah, so I'm. Gonna, yeah, I'll, I'll be up in Philadelphia in January. Well, fantastic! Don't we'll make Josh your plus one. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to go. the Rush Mom of the Year, I think. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> man. Yes. Well, make sure you guys stop by Podcast Row, say hello to us, and, and um, actually we'll be sitting there. And um, so fantastic. That's 2022 at Cap Chat Live. Thanks for joining us, Lamar. Thanks for being here. Thanks for your family, just for being awesome. Thanks for being a part of Rush. Um, and so, best of luck in your next steps. And like Tyler said, we'll we'll, we'll be here with you.